On this episode of Locked On Grizzlies, I have got to be honest with you. I am sick and tired of hearing about how Jaron Jackson Jr. doesn't rebound enough. I feel a Joe Mullinax tangent coming on, and thankfully, Joe Mullinax is not alone, as I refer to myself in the third person. DeMichael Cole of the Commercial Appeal is back with me. It's a wild Wednesday here on Locked On Grizzlies. The dynamic duo rides again. Let's talk about Jaron Jackson Jr. and so much more. Lock in with us. You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You heard me right. The Michael Cole, the commercial appeal is back with me on this wonderful Wednesday edition of Locked on Grizzlies. It's always nice when DeMichael Cole is back in the saddle alongside myself, Joe Mullinax. Uh, DeMichael, of course, of the commercial appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee. But you're not in Memphis, Tennessee as of this recording, DeMichael Cole. You are out on the road once again. I'm starting to think you just have a thing for Houston, Texas. Yeah, Houston. Houston, one of my favorite cities. I like Houston. Oh, I gotta, there you, you know, go. It's, it's it's fun. It's good eats down here. Um, you know, I like the state of Texas. Period. You know, mm. it's, it's it's a cool cool state. You know, I I, I like Texas, but uh, Houston, good vibes. Uh, and I mean, I do have a reason to come here now, right? With uh, we're talking Dylan Brooks. This is Dylan That's Brooks. That's fair. So, uh, That's I, fair. I mean, anytime I get to get to see Dylan Brooks, I mean, I. I a lot of people, I don't know how everybody feels, Joe, but I miss them. I miss having Dylan Bricks around and, and and all the, you know, everything that came with it. So uh, I, I appreciate these couple trips to Houston we get to take. He's good for the content creators like you and I. That's a safe bet. Uh, it's, it's good to have him. And it's good to have you back with me, partner, there in Houston, getting ready for Grizzlies Rockets tonight. Obviously, we'll talk more about that later on in the show. But first, yeah. I want to make sure that I am shouting out our wonderful sponsor for this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies, Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. I also want to shout out you, dear listener, dear viewer, wherever you're taking in the show, whether it's on YouTube, and our first topic on today's program is uh, driven by what a lot of the comments on YouTube had to say. So you guys get a chance to Decide what we discuss here on Lockdown Grizzlies every once in a while. Make sure you're commenting, liking, commenting, rating, reviewing, subscribing, all those sorts of things, both on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. We're proud members of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team each and every day. Again, either to Michael, myself, or both of us, more often than not, will be in your podcast or YouTube feeds each and every time, each and every weekday, as proud parts of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Uh, to Michael, I don't know if you were able to catch yesterday's show, but I was pretty impressed with Jaron Jackson Jr. I thought that he had his best game of the season. I thought that was kind of, I don't want to say undisputed because, you know, it's rare to have an undisputed take in today's day and age. I didn't think that would, I didn't think that would be argued against that much. Right. And I'm, I'm a pretty arguable guy, right? If I said the sky was blue, there's people out there that would say, no, Joe, it's green. Right. That, that's just kind of the rep I've built over the last decade of covering this team. Yeah. I thought it was wild. And it happened on social media too. It happened on X at Joe Mullinax. But it also happened in our YouTube comments, as I alluded to a moment ago. I shout out Jaron Jackson Jr. for scoring an efficient 41 points 
and efficient. In in my opinion, outplaying Luka Doncic. Now it's close. If you want to argue for Luka, I understand the argument, but I thought Jaron was the better player on that particular night. <laughs> and goodness gracious, because Jaron Jackson Jr. does not dominate the glass, because he only snagged four rebounds in his run of time on the floor, <laughs> I should feel bad about my take that Jaron played well against the Mavericks. I, tell me I'm taking crazy pills, because I feel like I'm taking crazy pills to Michael Cole. Did Jaron Jackson Jr. not play a good game? Who cares if he only got four rebounds? Because he's seven foot, he's supposed to, you know, get double doubles every game. That's not how the NBA works in 2023. Yeah, uh, who cares? Apparently, apparently, other people do, Joe. Goodness uh, gracious, they, 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 they care. And here's the thing: I, I'm at the point now. This whole rebounded thing with Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, I always use. Why do I use all these real life scenarios? I'm going to use a relationship in this game. Just think of it like this. You got to accept it. You got to accept it for what it is. I don't think Jared's just going to miraculously become some 10 rebounds a guy, 10 rebounds per game guy at this point. I think uh, it's like when you're holding out hope for that person that you really like and you say, oh, they're going to change. They're going to change. And at some point you realize this is just who they are. And, they're not going to change. They are what they are. And, and, and Jaron, I think, so much of his game has potential, and we saw the growth, you know, offensively. Uh, he is an incredible shot blocker. Uh, defensively, I mean, he moves his feet very well in the perimeter. Rebounding just isn't going to be one of his strengths. You know, it's something he can improve at. You know, it's something he can definitely go from where he used to be to where he's going this season to where he can potentially be, you know, eventually in his career. But I, I think, you know, he's probably an eight at best rebound per game guy, and even that right now is pushing it a little bit. So, but I think it, I think it's the built up frustration, Joe. I, I think there's some Steven Adams kind of, you know, like, Oh, we don't have Steven Adams. Somebody's got to do it. Jaron, even though you get four or five rebounds per game in your career, we want you to be a Steven Adams 12 rebound per game guy. Like that's not how it works. Uh, Bismack Biombo. Remember him, Joe? Uh, first, yeah, who first didn't four start starts. against the Dallas Mavericks. First four starts with the Memphis mm -hmm. Grizzlies, double-digit rebounds. You want to know how many double-digit rebounds he's had since his first four starts? Only Not one. Not many. Yeah. Only one. One in, in, the, in the past, I think, 11 starts. So uh, this isn't a Jaron Jackson Jr. issue. This is a Grizzlies issue. And, of course, you know, he's, he's the easy target. And I don't know why he was the easy target after a 41-point performance. And on a top 41 of 41-point performance. On top of that, it's not like the Mavs were just missing a bunch of shots anyway. Right. Right. Uh, they they had a field. They in the way that the Grizzlies, you know, guarded, like Jaron was out on the perimeter a lot in this game in particular. So uh because the Mavs play, you know, uh, they spread the floor around Luca. Like that's the goal. And Derek Lively was the one big and you know, Jaron again, I do not disagree with the idea that he you know uh should be a better rebounder I, I think so i agree with that but at the same time on a night where he scored 41 points and was basically the only hope that the grizzlies had for for a bunch of that game you know des got going but mm -hmm. he was keeping the team in that 12 12 point range where it was like oh they need that one more run it was him so i'm with you but um you know it it, it is what it is on that end you got to accept that 
you need a Stephen Adams type guy. And I say type guy because there's only one Stephen Adams. You you need just that that forceful rebounding presence to play alongside of Jaren to really maximize this thing. And I want to stress that I agree with you that he could be better. And, you know, because people are going to yell at me on YouTube and elsewhere. Yeah. They're going to say you're I, fine with him averaging four yeah. boards, Joe. <laughs> I'm not fine with that. When I say I yeah. don't care, I don't care in relation to in this particular game, one where he has 41 points and the right. Mavericks only out-rebound the Grizzlies by five. It's not like it was such a drastic difference that that's why Memphis lost the basketball game, Yeah. right? I think it's fair to point out that Jaron Jackson Jr. is currently, aside from his sophomore season in the NBA, having yeah. the worst rebounding season of his career, at least in terms of rebounding percentages. And for somebody that talked a heck of a lot about how he needs to be better at rebounding, did. the words and the actions are not meshing particularly well at this current moment. So I do think that's important to understand and point out. I'm not saying he doesn't yeah. need to get better at rebounding. I am saying that I agree with you. You either accept people for their flaws or you don't. Joel Embiid ain't walking through that door. You're not going to get somebody that is an elite defender, rebounder, scorer. There's only one of those guys in this Joel Embiid, right? And I'm not having the Jokic versus Embiid debate. Embiid is a better defender than Jokic. Hopefully we can all agree on that, right? So yeah. you, you, you've got Embiid, who is a above-average defender, if not better, who is a dominant rebounder when he wants to be, especially. And obviously he's one of the leaders in the NBA in scoring. That guy is better than Jaron Jackson Jr. There's only one of those dudes. So you've got a dude who is a reigning defensive player of the year, capable of being an elite defender, and is also able to score the rock at a high level, especially in isolation. One of the best isolation Michael, scores right now in the NBA. Are the best. In terms of points per possession, right? I yeah, think it's like one point exactly. three now after last night after uh, exactly after the Monday game against the Mavericks. So he he's like is prime James Harden right now, like phenomenal job. I think our standards are a little too high. I think we need to lower the bar a little bit when it comes to Jaron Jackson Jr. Doesn't mean he doesn't need to get better. He certainly needs yeah. to. But he again had a great game. Let's focus on that and maybe point out guys like Bismack Biombo, who literally the reason they're on the team right now is to be that Steven Adams-esque rebounder, and he lost the starting position. The Grizzlies put Jaron Jackson Jr. at center. If you want to blame somebody, blame Taylor Jenkins, right? We've talked about FIBA on here a lot this past year on Lockdown Grizzlies. That doesn't work. That doesn't work, at least not right now. So I'm I'm comfortable accepting Jaron for what he is. Hopefully the Grizzlies do the same, and maybe we see another lineup tweak going into tonight's contest against the Rockets. And we'll talk more about that game here in a little bit. We're going to talk next about the current home court woes for the Memphis Grizzlies. But before we get to all of that, I want to make sure that I give a shout-out to the wonderful folks over at eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks every week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouring the waiver wire, every week we are going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. Let's see, DeMichael, who Josh has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Dante Exum stands out to me. We just saw him on Monday. You saw him front and center. I thought it was pretty crazy that Dante Exum dropped 16 on the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. Dallas has comparable injury issues right now. Not exactly the same. 
as Memphis, but comparable, it's fair to say. And Exum dropped 16 on the heads of the Grizzlies. I talked about on yesterday's episode how the fact that the Mavericks' other guys outplayed the Grizzlies' other guys is why Dallas won, and Exum was a major reason for that. While the Mavs stay struck with injury, Exum looks like a solid ad, according to Josh. Josh Lloyd from Locked On Fantasy Basketball is helping you win your fantasy championship. eBay Motors knows a championship team when they see one. It's all about players being a perfect fit. It's the same thing with your vehicle. It's important to understand that with over 122 million parts for your whip, your ride-or-die vehicle, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever the case might be, eBay Motors has it. With eBay's Guarantee Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die vehicle alive with ebaymotors.com eBay guaranteed fit only available to the United States customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. To Michael, the Memphis Grizzlies are struggling at home, right? Things are not going well for them. A team that over the last two seasons has been the number two seed in the Western Conference, for whatever reason, one in yeah. 10 in the friendly confines, not so friendly confines of FedEx Forum. They're a better road team this season than they are a home team. Taylor Jenkins alluded to that, mentioned that. In his post-game press conference comments, obviously as the beat writer for the commercial appeal, you're there in those situations. You heard him say that live front and center. Uh, what are your takeaways? Because you've been at most, if not all, of the Grizzlies home games so far this season. Uh, why is it that, again, it's defying conventional wisdom, right? The Grizzlies are a yeah. team that has been successful at home. Usually the, the logic is last season in the whole you're more comfortable there. Role players are better at home usually. That has not been the case. And if you want to talk about things that you're worried about, I'm more worried about this home record thing than I am Jaron Jackson Jr.'s rebounding. Because if the Grizzlies are going to turn this thing around and crawl back into the play-in and eventually playoff race, they're going to have to rattle off a lot of victories, and the home ones are going to have to be the ones that they depend on like they have in the past. Yeah, I think they just had a tougher slate at home right now uh, than the road games, and, and that's kind of. Uh, what's been a part of it. And then when you factor in, you know, what we've seen in terms of the injuries as well. I think those are all factors, but I'll just go through, you know, some of the home games that they've had to play. They started off against the Pelicans, right? Uh, we see how good they are at this point. Uh, the next home game was against the Dallas Mavericks. And we see how good the Mavericks are at this point. And then after that, played the Miami Heat. Uh, the game that you probably should have won was the first game against the Utah Jazz. They lost 127-121. Right. That's one that, that kind of stands out. But if you go from there, guess what? They lost to the Celtics by two at home. That's the next one. Uh, you lost to the Suns, who have been one of the top teams when, when Devin Booker and Kevin Durant play. Uh, you lost to the Timberwolves, who are currently have the best record you know, in the NBA. Uh, you beat the Jazz, and then you have another loss to the Timberwolves and then the loss to the Mavs. You know, a couple nights ago. So uh, basically all of those losses are two current playoff teams except the Jazz, I believe, if I if I stated that correctly. So uh, it's been a tough slate. And at the same time, you know, I do think, yeah, you're playing at home. So when you, you play the Mavs without Kyrie Irving and Grant Williams, you know, you should be able to win. But, um, one thing I did disagree with you on was you said Jaron was the best player on the floor. I, I do think that Jaron was great. But Luca controlled that game. And, I mean, That's it, fair in terms of the pace. It seemed like he could get whatever he wanted him? whenever he wanted. They guarded him like, like, 
face guard him, taking guys away from the basket. Like it was just so easy for the other players because the Grizzlies had so many, so many uh like eyes on him. I thought the 12 for 13 free throw shooting kind of took away his scoring oh, was his scoring was inflated. He yeah. took as many free throws as the Grizzlies made yeah. as a yeah. team. I, I'm not going. I'm not going to disagree with you there because I I noticed some of that too, and it's you know him flailing around all over the place and all that. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, the point is, I do think that uh, some of those concerns are valid uh, defensively. You know, the Grizzlies haven't been as good at home for whatever reason, and and it's funny because well, it's not funny, but you, every time we've seen, you know, the Grizzlies have these tangents, whether it was. You know, uh, Marcus Smart's comments, whether it was Derrick Rose's comments, whether it was Taylor Jenkins getting after him. Did you see that after after the game? Oh, uh, yeah, he got that. into him good, yeah. And and from from what I was told, uh, that had nothing on the locker room at halftime. So uh, it, he apparently got, on to, got into him good, you know, in the locker room at halftime as well. So, uh, but each of those instances have been at home. So home is basically – where they're saying we need to play with more energy. We need to, you know, uh, like communicate better. Like it's happening at home. I guess when these guys are on the road, you're away. It's just you and your guys, and it forces you to lock in a little bit more. But uh, you just don't see these kind of splits, even for young teams, right? Even the young teams tend to play better. So it's hard to make sense of it, Joe. The only thing that I can point back to is so far this season, their home slate, has been much more difficult uh, than, you know, playing Portland, for example, twice, you know, out there in, in Portland and things like that. It's been a little bit tougher uh, for them at home. That's fair. And I do think that that is important context, right? Who you play obviously matters, especially in this weakened state that the Grizzlies are in with John Morant's return approaching next week. Uh, it's just fun to be able to say that, right? I think, what, we're at six days now, six days away yep. from Ja being eligible to return against the Pelicans. So it, it's it's a good time to be a Grizzlies, uh, again, content creator, fan in general, uh, as Ja's return approaches. Do you agree with me that you're more concerned about the home slate, or do you think it's kind of like the Jaron rebounding thing? Uh, again, I refuse to accept that the Grizzlies are this bad at home. I can accept that Jaron's not going to be an elite rebounder. I can accept that. Being 1-10 at home, if you have any hope, of trying to turn this season around, yeah, that has there. to be one of the first things that changes. And the fact that they can't get their energy up in front of a home crowd, the fact that they're having these issues and Taylor Jenkins and Marcus Smart, these guys are losing their minds in a, a setting. Again, this used to be the grindhouse, yeah. right? But this used to be a though? place where people hated to play. You've talked about Anthony Edwards yeah. in that way before. It's yeah. just not happening right now for this team. And that's concerning. This should be where they rack up the wins, even with the tougher schedule. But just think about energy plays, right? They're missing those guys right now. Marcus Smart, he, he, he'll he be diving all over the floor right now for loose balls. That That's how you change a team's energy. The whole bench will get up if you dive on the floor and beat it's three con- opposing players. It's contagious. So, yeah, and, and think about something as simple as an alley-oop. We've only seen one. <laughs> like – Zaire Williams caught that one in transition out, and Zaire Williams was catching these, it felt like, every game, you know, at one point. And when Ja gets back, we're going to see three or four of those a game probably. When Brandon Clark, you know, it's long, long ways from that position, but when Brandon Clark gets back, you're going to see five, six, seven, eight of those 
a game. At that point, the point is that they're missing, as Taylor Jenkins likes to say, some juice. You know, the guys who will bring that. You know, when, when Luke Kennard comes off the bench and he makes three, four, three-pointers and the, and the guys on the bench are waving their towels around and everyone's standing up, like those are instant spark plugs that they're missing. That is that is a part of this as well. So uh, I think with Marcus Smart, you're going to get that guy who's going to uh, not only just talk it, but he's going to be that guy who's going to dive on the floor, who's going to take that charge and things like that. And that's a that's a the Grizzlies don't take a lot of charges like he, that's an energy shifting play. You know, when a guy gets coming down here on a two or one and, you know, you're about to give up two points and Marcus Smart steps in front of me, you're going back the other way. All of those little things. Uh, we've seen it. We've seen it a hundred times. I can go back to uh, the playoff series against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Most of you will remember when John Morant dunked over Malik Beasley, that was in the third quarter. And I think the Grizzlies were down double digits. They came back to win that game. A furious fourth quarter comeback after that dunk got the whole bench, got the whole arena uh, rejuvenated in there. So uh, they're missing those guys that, that really kind of provide that flip. You know, Jaron's been good for it in the past as well. Uh, we've seen it. You know, he's not getting as many blocks this year for a bunch of different reasons. But uh, those are those type of players. You know, they, they're juice guys to me. They need more juice. They're thirsty for it. Thirsty for the juice to Michael Cole. Hopefully, John Morant will be able to uh, be the juice man, so to speak, and deliver some uh, deliver it here in the next several days. Looking forward to that, hopefully, happening there at home. I think the first home game is against the Indiana Pacers. That'll be a fun episode of Locked on Grizzlies next po- week. I think it's poetic, Joe. Oh, I, yeah. Me, me and Halliburton. Can't wait, yeah. to, can't wait to discuss that more in depth on a future episode. Uh, we're going to finish up this episode talking Grizzlies-Rockets next here on Locked on Grizzlies. But first... Friendly reminder that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, like myself and DeMichael, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. Subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. This episode of Locked On Grizzlies is also brought to you by Game Time. I don't know about you, DeMichael Cole, but if I'm trying to go to an event, if I want to go to a comedy show, if I want to go to a game, and I panic last second because I forgot to buy the tickets, I need to know that I'm going to get a good seat and I'm going to get a good deal, and Game Time delivers that for me in spades. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. You can buy tickets in seconds with two taps of a finger, and again, the Game Time guarantee means that you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less somewhere else, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. They are that confident, and that is why I am confident that you should download the Game Time app right now. Create an account and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So Michael Cole is there in Houston for Grizzlies Rockets tonight. We'll talk that game next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. Stick around. Welcome back to Lockdown Grizzlies. I am one of your hosts, Joe Mullinax. Been covering the Grizzlies for over 10 years at a variety of spots. Grizzly Bear Blues, Bluff City Media, SB Nation fan cited. To Michael Cole, been covering the Grizzlies as a beat writer for the commercial appeal for some time now. Between the two of us, you are in the right spot for Memphis Grizzlies content. We've been talking Jaron Jackson Jr., home record 
Obviously, the Grizzlies are on the road, and Jaron Jackson Jr. will have to have another great appearance for this Memphis squad if they hope to knock off a still surprisingly competitive Houston yeah. Rockets team, right? They're still hovering around 500. They yeah. lead at home. They have the opposite uh, attention uh, <laughs> issue of the Grizzlies. They're not as good on the road, but they're very good at home. How does Memphis go into the house that Dylan Brooks is building and find a way to knock off old friend DB and the Rockets? What are some of your keys to tonight's game, Mike? Uh, Joe, I'm, I'm about to throw you for a loop with this one. We, we, we had we didn't talk about this before the show. So, uh, but first, before I get to that, I, I'm gonna say the number one thing is defensively you got to lock in in this game. Houston is one of the best defenses, has been one of the best defenses in the NBA, especially at home. Uh, they're they're good. Like Emi Udoka, uh, beats carried over that same uh, kind of pedigree that he helped build in Boston. Brought it here, Fred Van Fleet at the point of attack, Dylan, Dylan Brooks. You know, hounding top perimeter scorers. Uh, I mean, the list goes on all the way uh, down to guys they have coming off the bench. They are they are loaded defensively. They play physical. Uh, they play aggressive, and uh, it's going to be a tough uh, game from that standpoint. Uh, Grizzlies have to match their physicality. Have to to match them on the defensive end. If you remember in the last meeting in Houston, the Grizzlies were nip and tuck with them pretty much most of the game before late third, early in the fourth quarter. I think it was early in the fourth because it was a. a it was like a six-point game going into the fourth quarter, and that's where Houston kind of separated themselves. And before before we knew it, you know, uh, the reserve reserves were in the game. But speaking of the reserve reserves, so that's why I got to make this point real quick. Uh, Joe, oh. I, I I look. I think you gotta you you gotta find something right at the bottom of that bench round. I think it's time to give Kenny Lofton Jr. a look. The Michael Cole. Just give him. Just give him a look. The Michael Cole. Just give him a you look. know as well as I do, and this could probably be something we talk about later on this week. I know, I know where you're going. That guy's this. got six days left on this roster, dude. Look, look. six days. They're not going to wave Bismack Biombo for Kenny Lofton you, Jr. You know that. You you saw you saw you saw what I said. You saw the rope. The guys lost twenty pounds. I've seen it. I was down there at the hustle game last week. Uh, he he was nimble. He, he looks good. Um, all I'm saying, all I'm saying is. This matchup, Alperin Sagoon, you know, he's he's a talented. He is a, he is super one of the best friendly. young bigs in the NBA. One of 100%. the best, yeah. He's he's an all star right now. But I feel like from a physicality standpoint, if you want to just give Kenneth Lofton Jr. a chance, this game makes sense to me because you could use the offensive boost. Like let's not act like the Grizzlies are averaging 115 points a game or something right now. Like they need offense. In the worst way. That's why Santi Aldama was put in the starting lineup because the Grizzlies only had two guys who were consistently giving them double figures in the starting lineup, and that's Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. And that the hope was Santi could be, you know, another guy who could give you that score and punch. But there's also one on the bench who, pretty much when he plays, he produces points. We can have the whole talk about his turnovers uh, defensively, you know, what he's bringing to the table. But look. I think you 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 gotta find a spark somewhere. I'm not saying replace him in a rotation with X or Bismack, but I think you should just say, hey, let's let's throw him out there five minutes. Let's see how it goes. It doesn't go well, okay. He doesn't play in the second half. Cool. But if he if you find something there, stick with it because I I just he's I see this guy play and and, and I just think, man, he, he's a little bit too talented to me to just just be kind of like riding on the bench in a way. 
is he still six foot six or six foot seven and he's playing center in the NBA? Is that still yeah, what's yeah. happening for him? Okay. Charlie he's making, is, he, is he, is he suddenly Draymond Green? Has he morphed into that kind of player or no, he hasn't. Okay. And, and by the way, Draymond Green was elite defensively. Yeah. And that is the opposite of Kenneth Lofton Jr. Um, I just want to see NBA players play. No disrespect to Kenneth Lofton Jr. I just don't think he's an NBA player right now. I just don't see it. He does well at the G League level, but I don't know that he – I hear your argument about Sparks. If they play Kenneth Lofton Jr. instead of Bismack Biombo, A, that's kind of bad for Bismack Biombo, right? Because in theory, there is a world where they could waive Bismack Biombo. I don't think they do I'm it. Just, Bismack Biombo is not going to score 10 points in a quarter. For no, me. that's all I'm saying. He's not, but Kenneth Lofton Jr. is not going to give you the rebounding that you need or the blocks or the seals or a variety of other things that Bismack Biombo. I, think, I think he can average the similar rebounds as those guys. I, I, I uh, mean, I think we've seen. Maybe Bismack of late. I'm willing to acknowledge that Bismack needs a, <laughs> go. a kick in the pants a little bit. Yeah. If you want to make that argument, I can buy into that. If you want to say, hey, Biz, this could very well be your last few days as a member of the Memphis Grizzlies and you don't play him against Houston in the first game, maybe again, a little bit of motivation. I, I could accept that nudge. I think I, you, you might've sold me on that. To me, the spark is Vince Williams jr. In the starting lineup, all these rumors Ooh. that I'm sure we'll talk about later on in the week Over Roddy? Um, about the roster. Oh yeah. I'm benching Roddy. I okay. think Roddy still plays. I think you still give Roddy the opportunity to go like out there it. and be in the rotation. I want Vince Williams Jr. on this team. I want him in the Lofton role. I want him to have the full-time contract. No more Memphis hustle for you. I think Vince Williams Jr. is that guy that gives you that spark. He can be that Marcus Smart light who can defend, who can give you that energy. He almost had a double-double against the Mavericks. I know you were there yeah. for it. Yeah. Ten points, the only other Grizzly that scored in double digits in points. Yeah. Nine rebounds. He offsets some of what Jaron doesn't do well on the glass. Give me Vince Williams Jr. in the starting lineup. That is the spark that I want to I, see. I like that. I, I, yeah. I like that. And, but, and I started I started smiling over here. I don't know if you saw saw our face as you were talking. You know why? Because I started getting these thoughts in my head. And and when I was talking to Vince Williams, you know, after one of those practices, he he, he, was, he gave this interesting answer of the guy he kind of models his game after defensively mm. a little bit. You probably saw it. It's Patrick Beverly. You know, it kind of mm -hmm. caught me off guard a little bit because he's, you know, he's 6'4 with a seven-foot wingspan. Like he – Bigger than Patrick Beverly, but um, from a like you know an irritant perspective, he's a pest. Yes, that's a, a great pest, way to put it. right. And and I'm watching him and Luca kind of go at it. And I remember seeing KD kind of give him his props after the game, and and you know I see it. And wouldn't it just just imagine you know in, in this game, and we'll see if it ever comes to fruition. But him and Dylan Brooks and and kind of you know. Mm. The the pest bothering the pest type thing like it'll be, right. be storybook. But anyways, I, I agree. I think Vince Williams Jr. Uh, has been probably one of the three four of uh, most impactful players on the Grizzlies uh, during this stretch. And uh, the more you put him on the floor, the better. I mean, it's twenty five minutes is cool, but he he needs to be playing thirty plus. Spark one way or another, whether it's Kenneth Lofton Jr. to kind of kick Bismack Biombo in the pants a little bit, whether it's Vince Williams Jr. to give him a shot and reward him for being the player that he's been to this point i think they need some sort of jolt and hopefully one way or the other it comes for the grizzlies here against the houston rockets a big one there in houston that's michael cole will be in the building for covering for the uh, commercial appeal but also of course
for Locked On Grizzlies here as well. And speaking of Locked On Grizzlies, DeMichael and I thank each and every one of you for checking out the show wherever you do so, whether it's on YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts, like, comment, rate, review, subscribe. Make us a part of your Grizzlies and NBA content consumption as proud members of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team each and every single day, whether you're an everydayer or this is your first time coming through, checking out to Michael and I here on Lockdown Grizzlies. Maybe you're somewhere in between. Continue to do so. We appreciate it immensely. The next time Lockdown Grizzlies is on the air, Michael, obviously, we'll talk Grizzlies Rockets. I think it's one of those home and home, away and away kind of situations. So on Friday, we'll have the Rockets in FedEx Forum. And then you also, you know, I alluded to it a little bit a moment ago, Shams Charania and other reports coming out. The Grizzlies are making calls. Obviously, John Morant's arrival uh, will change the roster a bit. Maybe yeah. some trades involving Jake LaRavia, John Conchar might be in the mix is the rumor. That seems like something we could talk about on the next episode or two. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's it's definitely about that time. And and it's also something I wrote about today. So um, mm-hmm. there you yeah, go. It's about that time. Yeah, we definitely uh, need to get into that topic because uh, that is kind of you know, the ricochet effect of getting John Morant back. Uh, someone's got a roll. Something comes next. That ripple effect. Jaw is the rock. And it's I think this is, the pond. this is also, this is also a uh, Jalen Noel's uh, last game, I believe mm. on his 10 day. It's, it's this one or the next one against Houston, but I'm pretty sure it's this one. So, so yeah. in the next couple of days, Noel will no longer be eligible. So you either sign him for the year then, or he moves on along himself. So lot, this Grizzly team is going to look different over the next few days. And that's something that we'll talk about here on future episodes of Locked On Grizzlies. Until then, though, have a wonderful Wednesday. For DeMichael Cole, I am Joe Mullinax. Wherever you get your podcasts, make sure you're liking, commenting, rating, reviewing, subscribing. Until next time, this is Locked On Grizzlies.